Good Risings. I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. This week, we're taking a little time to reflect on work as it relates to satisfaction, to fulfillment, and to purpose. We got it started Monday with balance. Tuesday, we uncovered passion. Yesterday, we took a look at the paradox of efficiency. And today, we're taking control of our free time. Laura Vanderkam is an author who specializes in time management, helping people spend more time on what matters and less on what doesn't. She shares that the prevailing narrative on time management is that the best way to gather time in our days is to shave off bits of time from everyday activities, add it up, and we'll have time for the good stuff. It's always interesting to hear what people come up with. For example, skipping through the commercials in our favorite TV shows. If you save eight minutes every half hour over the course of two hours of TV, you find 32 minutes to exercise, which is true, she admits, but it's also true that you'd have two whole hours if you just didn't watch TV. On a more sincere note, Vanderkam shares that after studying how successful people spend their time, after looking at their schedules hour by hour, she's found that we don't build the lives we want by saving time. We build the lives we want, and then time saves itself. Vanderkam shares that she recently did a time diary project looking at 1,001 days in the lives of extremely busy women. They had demanding jobs, sometimes their own businesses, kids to care for, maybe parents to care for, community commitments, busy people. She had them keep track of their time for a week so she could add up how much they worked and slept, and she interviewed them about their strategies. One of the women whose time Vanderkam logged accidentally provided powerful insight. On a Wednesday night, she went out for something and then came home to a broken water heater and there was water all over her basement. It's a hugely damaging, frightening, sopping mess. So she's dealing with the immediate aftermath that night. And then the next day, she's got plumbers coming in. The day after that, a professional cleaning crew dealing with the ruined carpet. All this is being recorded on her time log and it winds up taking seven hours of her week. Vanderkam points out that if you'd asked her at the start of the week, could you find seven hours to train for a triathlon? Could you find seven hours to mentor seven worthy people? She would have said, no, it's impossible. Yet when she had to find seven hours because there is water all over her basement, she found seven hours. And what this shows us is that time is highly elastic. We cannot make more time but time will stretch to accommodate what we choose to put into it. And so the key to time management is treating our priorities as the equivalent of that broken water heater. Everything we do is our choice. Every minute we spend, rather than saying, I don't have time to do X, Y, or Z, we could say, I don't do X, Y, or Z because it's not a priority. Because in reality, I don't have time often means it's not a priority. Vanderkam points out, I could tell you I don't have time to dust my blinds, but that's not true. If you offered to pay me $100,000 to dust my blinds, I would get to it pretty quickly. We can acknowledge it's not a matter of lacking time. It's that we don't want to do it. Using this language reminds us that time is a choice. And granted, there may be horrible consequences for making different choices, but we're smart people. And certainly over the long run, 
we have the power to fill our lives with the things that deserve to be there. So how do we do that? How do we treat our priorities as the equivalent of that broken water heater? Vanderkam shares that first, we need to figure out what they are. On the professional side, she explains that many people coming up to the end of the year are giving or getting annual performance reviews. We look back over our successes over the year or our opportunities for growth, and this serves its purpose. But Vanderkam finds it more effective to do this looking forward. Basically, when we're engaging in a performance review, we consider what three to five things we did that made it amazing. From here, we can write next year's performance review now. What are our new goals, our new expectations? In essence, how do we want to spend our time? And we can do this in our personal lives too. And then we break these amazing things to come down into doable steps. So maybe we want to write a family history. First, we can read some other family histories. We get a sense for the style. Then maybe we think about the questions we want to ask our relatives. We set up appointments to interview them. Or maybe we want to run a 5K. So we need to find a race and sign up. We figure out a training plan. And then, this is key, we treat our priorities as the equivalent of that broken water heater by putting them into our schedules first. We do this by thinking through our weeks before we're in them. Vanderkam shares that Friday afternoon is an ideal time for this kind of planning. Friday afternoon is what an economist would call a low opportunity cost time. We make a three category priority list, career, relationships, self. Making a three category list reminds us that there should be something in all three categories. Then just two to three items in each. Then we look out the next week and we can see where we can plan them in. This is obviously going to be more complicated for some people than others. Some people's lives are just harder than others. It's not going to be easy to find time to take that poetry class if we're caring for multiple children on our own. Vanderkam finishes by sharing that small moments can have great power. We can use our bits of time for bits of joy. Maybe it's choosing to read something wonderful on a bus on the way to work. Breaks at work can be used for meditating or praying. If family dinner is out because of our crazy work schedule, maybe family breakfast could be a good substitute. It's all about looking at the whole of one's time and seeing where the good stuff can go. There is time. Even if we're busy, we have time for what matters. And when we focus on what matters, we can build the lives we want in the time we've got. Thanks so much for joining us on Grateful Grains. You can find us on Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. We'll be back again tomorrow for the final day of our week on work. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.